0: regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam & Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad that you've joined us on the program today. Uh, now, we do have one programming note before we get started here. I told you yesterday we were going to be speaking with our friend Selena Zito about her latest column, all about uh, new gun owners and the political impact they might have in the uh, midterm elections. Unfortunately, Selena is feeling a little under the weather today, so hopefully we'll be able to get her on tomorrow's program. But we are still going to be talking about new gun owners, just not uh, new American Gun owners. Yeah, we'll get to that story in just a moment. But before we do, with the political pressure of the left and the woke mob that is the Democrat Party these days, our society is in danger of becoming controlled by the cancel culture elites. Since one of the founders of our Constitution or the creators of the American flag or figures like Dr. Seuss or anything else you can think of becoming anti-American. The truth is, there has never been a better time in our nation's history to stand up against the woke mob and fight back. And you can do just that with this exclusive offer that I'm giving to my listeners and viewers right now for limited time only. It's your chance to win a signed picture from President Trump himself. That's right. Not only will you be taking a stand against the radical left, but you'll be entering to win a piece of history. And all you have to do is text the word Trump to 55404 today to enter. That's T-R-U-M-P. To 55404, and you can join the millions of Americans in standing up for President Trump and canceling the radical left once and for all, paid for by the National Republican Senatorial Committee. So, what new gun owners are we going to be talking about today? Uh, How about these new gun owners? The Ukrainian citizens who are training with guns as tensions build with Russia. Yeah, tensions aren't just building with Russia. Now that uh, Vladimir Putin has announced that these uh, eastern provinces. Uh, He will recognize as independent, sovereign states and, of course, sending in Russian peacekeepers uh, into those provinces. Um, No surprise that uh, even the Ukrainians who live in uh, the, uh, up to this point, uncontested part of uh, Ukraine are becoming increasingly alarmed and concerned about what's going on. And they are becoming increasingly motivated to protect and defend their lives and their loved ones with firearms, as a newsy reported. Uh, 20-year-old student Maria Skoropad getting her first gun for her and her family. She's also training to fire it. She was at a uh, range in Lviv uh, just a couple of days ago saying we didn't, or we decided rather that we have to learn how to use the weapons before buying them because we don't want to harm ourselves. Uh, Well, that's actually, you know, a smart thing to do. Uh, Skoropad said, we understand that we have to take care of ourselves. And if someone will come to our homes We have to know how to rescue our families ourselves. Now, the gun control laws in Ukraine are actually fairly restrictive on paper. In practice, I I think it might be a little bit different, but uh, on paper, owning a firearm for self-defense is actually uh, fairly uncommon. You can own firearms for sporting, uh, for hunting, and yes, that would include uh, semi-automatic firearms. But uh, generally speaking, the idea of gun ownership for self-defense, the right to carry a firearm for self-defense, not really a part of Ukrainian law. uh, Although it should be noted that in recent weeks, uh, there have been a number of Ukrainian officials, including, I believe, the defense minister. Who have spoken publicly uh, about the need to uh, relax the gun control laws in Ukraine. It actually reminds me a lot of what we saw right after the military uh, takeover of Myanmar uh, and the democratically elected government you know tossed out this military dictatorship installed in its place. Again, Myanmar, another country where you had a lot of restrictive gun laws in place. Very, very difficult for citizens to legally own firearms. But after the military dictatorship took over, the, uh, the remnants of that uh, democratically elected government, they started talking about, you know, we should probably change the law so that people actually can own a firearm and they can, you know, train and protect themselves and their loved ones. Now, they're not in a position to change those laws at the moment. So I would suggest that, uh, you know, an, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. Don't wait. Until the threat is literally on your doorstep, don't wait until the tanks are at the border. Don't wait until the military is taken over. If you want to be able to defend democracy, if you want to be able to defend your nation, if you want to be able to see free people fight back against tyranny, you need to ensure that they have the ability to do so long before the tyrants start pounding on your front door. Which again is another reason, one of the many reasons why I am glad and grateful to live here in the United States of America, where our Second Amendment does protect our right to keep and bear arms, not only for things like, you know, sporting and hunting and yes, individual acts of self defense, but an armed citizenry to serve as a check on the establishment of a tyrannical regime as well. Uh, Again, if you have any doubt that the founding fathers had that in mind, When the Second Amendment was written, all you have to do is look up Federalist 42, uh, authored by James Madison, in which he talks about one of the advantages of the American people compared to the peoples of Europe is that we, the people here in the United States, are armed. We have the right to keep and bear arms. Uh, And if a tyrant were to try to establish uh, himself or herself, you know, don't want to play uh, gender favorites here, but uh, if a tyrannical individual decided to try to establish a a, a a tyranny within the federal government, as Madison details, not only would you have individual gun owners uh, working with their local officials, their state uh, officials uh, in the creation of a, basically an army uh, in response, uh, but that those armed citizens spread out across the country would dwarf the number of uh, men and women in uniform that that tyrant could put together. Today, we have some 80 million Americans uh, who are lawful gun owners, some 400 million privately owned firearms. Uh, And I would say that not only has that served as a deterrent against uh, foreign threats, I I would say that that uh, absolutely serves as a deterrent against the establishment of a domestic tyranny as well. Uh, So. As we look again at what is happening overseas in places like Myanmar and now Ukraine, where people are desperate to protect themselves and to defend themselves, and politicians are belatedly realizing, "Uh uh-oh, our gun control laws, we we thought we were going to do something good with these, but instead we've disarmed the people who now need firearms to protect themselves. I I only hope that this is a wake-up call uh for other free peoples around the world i i honestly i'm i i, I <laughs> i'm not idealistic enough to actually think that it will be but i'm still idealistic enough to hope that uh, at least some folks are paying attention all right let's turn our attention to today's armed citizen story our good deed of the day and our recidivist report as well in fact we're going to start there with a case out of the philadelphia area you know it wasn't but just a couple of weeks ago that a a Commonwealth court in Pennsylvania struck down Philly's lost or stolen ordinance that required gun owners who had their firearms lost or stolen to report that to police within 48 hours or else face the possibility of a fine and upon a repeated offense, the potential of jail time. Now, the court said that Philly can't have this law because the state's fire and preemption law precludes the city from putting its own local gun laws on the books. City of Philadelphia responded as if somebody had just smacked him in the face. Right. Oh, this is outrage. I can't believe this. What are we going to do if we can't have our own local laws? Look, there are already state laws against straw purchasers, which supposedly is what the lost or stolen gun bills are designed to combat. They're also a crime at the federal level. In fact, the National Shooting Sports Foundation has its Don't Lie for the Other Guy program, in which it talks about uh what happens if you are accused or convicted of engaging in a straw purchase, of buying a gun for somebody who's not legally eligible to own one. And the Penalty at the federal level, uh, five years in prison. But that's not what this woman who was convicted of a straw buy in Montgomery County received. No, far less, actually, than uh, five years. She got a year and a day behind bars, even though authorities actually watched her buy these guns for her boyfriend, a convicted felon who was not allowed to uh, to legally possess a firearm. Despite all of the evidence, uh, Brianni Baker, 25 years of age, old enough to know better, was sentenced to just a year and a day for these straw purchases by a U.S. District Judge Juan Sanchez uh, in the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. That sentence handed down on Monday. Uh, U.S. Attorney Jennifer Arbiter Williams in a statement after her sentencing said, quote, by charging crimes like straw purchasing of firearms, we can cut off the supply of illegal weapons at the source and hopefully prevent at least one violent act. Now this defendant will spend serious time in federal prison for her crime, which, I I, listen, I gotta say, I don't think 20% of her eligible sentence counts as serious time. I understand that the Biden administration is desperate to make it look like they're doing something, anything, to go after violent criminals. But spinning away a soft on crime sentence as uh, getting tough on these offenders, nah, I don't buy it. I really don't. And again, rather than try to put more local gun control ordinances on the books or even more state level laws on the books, why don't we ensure that there are actual consequences for individuals who not only violate the law and commit violent crimes themselves, but do help to arm criminals by breaking the laws that are already on the books? I I would have no problem with that, but uh, eh, for all of the talk about uh, Joe Biden getting tough on crime when it comes to straw buyers, and the U.S. Attorney's Office apparently willing to let uh, you know let these cases slide with just a bare minimum of punishment. As a result, now today's armed citizen story from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I-, I believe we might have talked about this on yesterday's program. Honestly, the armed citizen stories sometimes blend together between the ones that I write about at BearingArms the ones that I talk about on the show. So I apologize if we didn't actually talk about this on yesterday's show. But uh, there's more information than what was, what was first reported. So this. Armed Citizen uh, story actually started Saturday morning around 5 o'clock, southwest Oklahoma City, when a uh, intruder uh, showed up trying to break into a a man's home. Um, the resident didn't know the guy, was uh, awakened to the sound of this guy breaking in. Uh, Sergeant Gary Knight with the Oklahoma City Police Department says, uh, uh victim of the burglary says he was lying in bed when a man named Green Williams allegedly forced his way inside the victim's home. According to police report, the victim confronted the suspect, said, hey, you need to leave. And uh, Williams did not. Continued to try to force their way into the residence, uh, at which time the resident of the home armed himself with a 9 millimeter handgun and opened fire, striking Williams, uh, not fatally. Uh, When police arrived, they found Williams on the front porch, laying there with uh, a gunshot wound. He was taken to a local hospital. He is expected to recover. Uh, No stranger to law enforcement either. He has been in prison six times. For DUI, sentenced five other times to probation for additional DUI and drug charges. I I, I believe this is the first time he's been charged with actually trying to break into a home. Uh, But uh, clearly, Mr. Williams has some issues that are uh, unresolved. Uh, He was treated and released from the local uh, medical center, booked into the Oklahoma County Jail. I would like to think that this is going to be the wake-up call that Green Williams needs to get his life together. I certainly hope that that is the case. But uh, if not, Um, he may very well be returning back to prison uh, if he is convicted of these charges. We'll uh, keep our eyes open for any updates to the story as they become available. And uh, finally, today, our good deed of the day. Where a good Samaritan in St. Paul, Minnesota, was in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to save the life of an Uber driver who had been shot in an attempted carjacking. Shaheen Yasir is a driver for Lyft, and uh, as he had dropped off a fare in St. Paul uh, one day last week, he turned a corner and he saw a body lying in the road. Now, this was the body of an Uber driver who had been shot six times and left for dead on the street. Uh, Shaheen Yasir says he was amazed to see cars kept driving by this guy. Uh, He pulled over, called 911, got out of his own car ran over to the guy, took off his mask so Garza didn't get hit uh, as he was laying out in the middle of the road and uh, watched over him until first responders arrived. Now, this Uber driver is alive today and very well. uh, That could be the case because of uh, Shaheen a quick response uh, when he saw what was going on. I, I bring this up, too, by the way, because we have had so many stories. You know, there was just this uh, a driver in the Pittsburgh area who was shot and killed. She was caught pleading for her life on her dash cam video saying, please, I'm the mother of four kids. Uh, her accused killer just coldly responding. Yeah, we've all got family. You know, and there have been a number of drivers for both Uber and Lyft who have been speaking out against the company's safety policies or lack thereof. Just a reminder that both Uber and Lyft prohibit their contractors from lawfully carrying a firearm in their own vehicles while they are driving for either of these rideshare companies. You literally have to choose between your job or your life. And if you are found to have acted in self-defense while you were on the clock, using a firearm that Uber or Lyft did not want you to have, yeah, you're terminated. You can no longer drive for either one of these companies. I, I, I said this at bearingarms.com the other day. I'm going to say it again today. I would violate that policy in a heartbeat. I would not drive for Uber or Lyft unarmed. The dangers are too great. The risks are too substantial. And I would rather lose my job than lose my life. Now, I believe that these companies need to change their policies. I don't think the driver should have to make that choice. But I will say that until Uber and Lyft do allow their drivers to have their lawfully possessed firearms with them in their own vehicles while they are driving, I will not use either one of these rideshare companies. I won't give them a penny until they quit needlessly putting their drivers at risk. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Burying Arms Cam and Company. I appreciate you being a part of the program as always. Don't forget to uh, check out BuryingArms.com, the website, throughout the day for even more of the latest Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about. And if you like what you see, you can always become a VIP subscriber. Just go to BuryingArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code gunrights, and you can get 25% off of your uh, VIP membership. Not only will you get exclusive commentary, analysis, news stories, but you get that warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing that you're supporting pro-Second Amendment independent journalism, and we really do appreciate your support. We will be back tomorrow. Hopefully our friend Selena Zito will join us. But if not, I know we'll be covering something of interest for you until we talk again. Be well. Be safe. And be free.